What's up, y'all? It's Felix, age 30. This week, I do not have a fun fact, but rather a question for my fellow co-hosts. Jim. Me? Yes, you. So, I'm sure everybody is interested what, you know, what's going to happen when you move over to the the motherland of Terrace House. (laughs) So, I actually had a question. Yes. And I haven't asked you about this in person, which I've been meaning to, but why not do it over the median a podcast, right? Jim reacts live. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Comment below. Smash that like button. Uh, are you going to learn Japanese, one? And two, what is your plan for that? Because I know, I know you are going to. Yes. So one, yes. Um, remember a couple of years ago when I lived in Philly, we were doing those weekly lessons? Yes. So I still have that textbook, and I've been looking at that not as much as I should, but I'm using that for vocab mostly, mm-hmm. for vocab, for some verbs, and then I have a kanji study app on my phone. Because that's the thing, like when I thought about trying to learn the language, that's an extra element there, right? If there were a language that used the alphabet, like Italian or something like that, once you know how to pronounce certain letters... Then you can read things, even if you don't know what they mean, but you can read them and say, okay, what's this word? But with the kanji, I mean, that's that that extra layer there. You know, I know all the kana already from when we studied. So, you know, I do look back at that from time to time. I mean, that's that's pretty much drilled in my head at this point. As far as when I get over there, I'm going to sign up for some Japanese language classes. I'm going to find someone who's hopefully fluent enough in English and is also a native Japanese speaker and walk up to them, you know, ego wa hanashimasuka, and hopefully they know what I'm saying and my accent wasn't too bad, and just take it from there. So that's what I hope to do. Yeah, you know what's really hard, especially when you're out of school, there's no programs or extracurricular activities that you can like go to like a bulletin board for or anything like that. Mm -hmm. When I lived over there, when I was going to temple university of japan constantly there were kaiwa clubs like conversation clubs and stuff like that but i still don't think it'd be hard for you if you if you sign up for a class through a school or even well no if you just sign up through a school i'm pretty sure you'll have access to those bulletin boards and you can find facebook groups and stuff like that i'm i'm pretty sure there's resources out there like groups already set like maybe on reddit or facebook groups i'm pretty sure there's a bunch that you can you can find. I know my company offers, I don't think they themselves offer the classes, but they do have some resources and they have info about other schools that do offer classes if you want to learn Japanese. So I'm going to look into that, but I really want to get it from multiple sources. If I have time, you know, that's the ideal because I don't want it to be such a structured like classroom setting where it's okay, this means that, this means that. I want to be able to talk to people. If I can find people with like my interests, you know, like music, like I remember at some concerts we went to, people were talking to us and things like that. Maybe more real life scenarios I think would be pretty cool, but we'll see. I mean, I can say this all now, but it might be totally different once I actually get there. So we'll see. Yeah, just be careful though that when you do go over there, it's good to have a very solid foundation with the language first, because I guess when you're a kid, you know, that's the way to learn. It's just to throw the kid into a situation where the language is being enveloped around them. Right. But as an adult, I think if you have a basic understanding, which we did cover for a little bit, just for those really quickly are listening and don't know what the fuck we're talking about. I tutored Jim in Japanese for what, like three months, not even. It wasn't that long, but it was. A, yeah, we it just was basically we got through. We got through like just very, very basic. We we got to learn the the alphabet, so the kana, everything. But yeah, yeah. so Otto's built from there. Yeah, I think you should uh, just having like basic sentence structure and like if with vocab, just keep up with vocab and stuff. Yeah. So you do care. I do. It's a good question. <laughs> What's up, everyone? Jim, 29. I don't really have a fun fact either. I want to say that I'm excited to play Smash even more <laughs> than I have been. I haven't really played video games in a long time. I'm sorry if I talked about this last week. I forget what I 
opened with, I don't think I mentioned this, I think I was complaining about how I'm not eating vegetables, which is still kind of true, but I have some asparagus I'm looking at right now on my plate because I'm not quite finished dinner yet. But it's been a long time since I've actually sat down to play a video game, and I got a Switch, and Smash has been fun, and Piranha Plant came out recently. I got the download code, so after we record, I'm going to sit on my couch and just go to town with Smash. And I'm excited for that. Smash is fun. Ultimate especially. It definitely made the game more fast-paced and kind of closer to what everybody considers to be the real Smash Melee. It A lot of the updates they have been doing recently seem to be listening to the community, and which, which is really interesting because Sakurai, you know he hated competitive Smash, right? Yeah. So it's that. really interesting that he's actually listening to the community this time around. It's got to be a tough balance to strike with the people who play it very competitively and the people who play it as a party game, which is what he intended it to be. Yeah. So, yeah, it's good that, I mean, the info with the patch notes, he's saying this character is different in this way, this person's air, whatever. That's good, but you just have to make sure it doesn't get too far, I think, down that path because then it maybe stops being accessible. Yeah, I I agree. But it also, with like certain fixes and patches and everything, it doesn't really stop from people like playing with items and playing on the crazy stages and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's right. fun, man. Yeah, All right. we should take maybe we should stop talking about like competitive smash and talk about some terrace house. Alright, let's do it, man. Folks, welcome back to Tourist House, the outsider's look inside Japan's hottest reality show. So come on in, take off those shoes, and let's get started. So we're about halfway into the season, actually a bit more now, right? Because mm-hmm. we're past 20, and for as slow as I think this season started, and I know I've said this before where I felt like it really picked up even in the teens, this is this has completely gone off the rails for me. Yes, this is probably the exact opposite of the three that we really, really enjoyed. Was that last, or the episode before last? Yeah. 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 This, there's going to be a lot to talk about. Yeah, the last three had a little bit of everything. I think there was a lot of good, a lot of, not bad, but maybe questionable things. But this is, uh, this, this isn't great. No. This isn't great. The scale for good and bad is definitely tipping in way of the bad. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about why it's so terrible. Let's do it. All right. So this is episode 29. We're going to talk about 23 through 25 of OND. So we got episode 23 starting off with Noah and Taka talking about Mayu. And Noah says, listen, it wasn't that it was bad, but I couldn't really relax and... Noah felt like she was catering her responses to him. Because, as we know, he's a big outdoorsy guy. And she was, yeah, totally. I love doing stuff outdoors. I love grass and hiking and everything. And he I, he saw right through that. And he also says, conversely, that Yui, he's mentioned that they're the same age. But he's, she's also really easy to talk to. And he didn't really indicate any direct interest. But... He's definitely not interested in Mayu. It definitely seems like Yui is the 180 of Mayu. Yui seems to just be herself and just doesn't seem to be interested in catering herself to anybody. And Noah's definitely taking notice of that. So Mayu's reach or uh, how do I can say strong pursuit probably pushed Noah towards Yui. Because of this. I think when you're dealing with someone who's that intense, if you're also that intense, it might be a little easier because you might understand someone who is that forward and that assertive. But 
if you're not, then you either feel pressured to up your intensity, which can push some people out of their comfort zone, or you just get repelled instantly. And I think with Noah, he seems pretty laid back. He never seems to get too worked up. He never seems to show a whole lot of enthusiasm. He seems fine. I mean, I don't really have any issues with him, but he seems more of a laid back type of guy. And we've discussed opposites attracting at various times throughout the history of Taurus House. But this is a case where I, 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 it's absolutely not true. <laughs> and Mayu was totally coming in guns blazing whenever it's just she and Noah together, you know. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. So later on, Mayu and Sena talk. And apparently Noah was talking about Yui not only Tataka, like we just saw in the boys' room, but also when he was hanging out with Mayu. And Mayu brings this up, and it's 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 concerning, right? If you like someone and they talk about someone else, it's, okay, well, what am I doing wrong? And she also mentions that she knew her work schedule, and she said, listen, I knew that Yui was getting home at a certain time, and she was going to be home about two hours before my nail appointment was done. And I was really nervous. I kept on looking at the clock, and this is when I really began to see that part of Mayu that we saw when she was crying after it didn't work out with Xion, and she really goes down these irrational tunnels, and she comes out the other side, and you really have a hard time figuring out where she's coming from with this and how she brings stuff to this level, you know? You know how we were trying to pinpoint how long Noah's actually been in the house or how long she was into Xion? Mm-hmm. And we were like thinking like one, two weeks or whatever. Sana actually says it's only been four days. <laughs> so puts a timestamp on it. And, you know, I was really rooting for Mayu in more ways than one. Because I felt a lot of people, and by people I mean the hosts, people on social media and stuff, gave her a bad rap. And I'm just like watching and I was like, come on, she's just being herself. She's trying to look for love. And I thought people were being harsh on her. But this starts to be like... Well, I was trying to give her a benefit of doubt with Shion, but now with Noah, four days in, it does seem a little bit intense. You can't really blame someone for their feelings because you, you can't control feelings. But when they're at this level, that, I think, takes some soul searching. And if you find yourself in certain patterns and look, who knows if this is a true pattern? Because I I don't think a pattern two makes but I'm sure it would really benefit her to take a step back and think, okay, this, like, I fall really hard. And she says it. I mean, she says to Sena, I want to wrap my arms around the guys that I like and I never want to leave their side. That's just, that's a little much. It is. You, you, you got to tone it down there. To go back to what you were saying originally at the beginning of your statement, Sena actually has a pretty good line that I want to bring up when she was saying that. You should have more confidence in yourself. She says that you have your own appeal, but if someone doesn't find it appealing, then it's not your fault. And I thought that was a really, really good line. That just because someone's not interested in, in you back, it doesn't mean it's your fault. You shouldn't feel bad. I really liked how Santa was trying to help Mayu in that moment. And she's doing it in a way where she's not discrediting her feelings which I think is the best way to handle, look, if you came to me with something, I'm not going to say, well, you shouldn't feel this way. You shouldn't think that way. You shouldn't have these feelings. But it's what comes after that. How do you yeah. react to that? How do you handle that? How do you process this? How do you move forward? And I think Sana hits all four of those things there. So that was a very good line from Sana. Later on, we see Noah go into the restaurant. He wants a job at the local restaurant. And he comes back and Yui brought him back a burger from her place of employment. And they're talking a little bit and they're really sort of connecting here. So they're flirting a little bit, not too much, but they're making date plans. And we see him compared to when he talks to Mayu. He is engaged. He's open. He's suggesting things. He's laughing. He's looking her directly in the eye because she's not being so, you know, overbearing. And we see this is how he's like when he's relaxing with someone that he maybe could have a relationship with. You know, the contrast is so stark here. Or rather, how he is just normally and not trying to fend somebody off. Right, right. 
The only issue I had with this scene was that he did, he cut his burger, which is okay, but then he's eating it with a fork. I've seen people eat pizza with forks, and even then I'm like, eh, you, you, you may have like salted slugs when you were a kid, but if you eat a burger with a fork, you're a serial killer. Why? It's not, it's a finger food. <laughs> Maybe he just doesn't want to get his hands up. dirty. Maybe he just had a manicure. Oh, look at my no. hands dirty. No, no. <laughs> no, no seems like up, a kind it. of person, the type of guy who's totally fine with getting manicures. I mean, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that, but, you know. He doesn't want to mess up his nails. You got water. You got soap. <laughs> you wash your hands. <laughs> Give me a break, man. So after he finishes his burger it with is the fork. Though, it is, though, weird that he did it in, his, in the house. Like, in his own home. Yeah, see? It, okay. It sucks. Or maybe it no, no, it didn't suck. <laughs> He's just a weirdo. <laughs> so after he finishes the fork burger, he goes with Yui to play some <laughs> video games, and they're having fun. They're talking about the game. She's engaged, and they're really bonding. But guess who comes in? Our best friend Mayu. So she comes in. She invades their scene, and it it's not great. You know, she's trying to get some info out of him, and he's really, he's like the artful dodger here. He's like dodging left, dodging right. And this ends with him asking her if she had eaten yet. And she said, no, not really. And he says, well, I haven't really either. I'm just going to go make something. And he leaves, and she goes, oh, I'll make something too. Like, he could have not asked her. Could have said, oh, I'll go make something. Because then I think it gives her a little bit of hope. Oh, maybe yeah. he'll ask me out. Maybe he'll do this. And he goes, okay, that's cool. You can go over there and eat, and I'm going to go over here and eat, and never the two shall meet. <laughs> I want to... Did you also notice that Mayu was doing, like, some, like, Sherlock Holmes shit? When she grabbed the box, she's like, it's still warm. Like, so that means, like, he wants me nearby. <laughs> but it was... Cause she made a beeline to the playroom right after that. Because she probably heard about... Yui bringing home a burger for Noah, and she's like, oh no, it's happening. And it seemed like she remembered it. It seemed like she, because I remember them talking about it. That's because we do a podcast on it, so we have to pay attention to these things. But she seemed to remember her saying that, that she was going to bring him a burger home the next day. And you see the pistons firing off in her head. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it did happen, and then she investigates and solves a crime, or doesn't. Because then they go to make food. So Noah goes first, and Mayu's right, right behind him. And he tests her a little bit here, right? He tests her from the last episode when she was so into all the outdoorsy stuff and nature stuff. And he says, okay, so you like the outdoors? Would you climb a mountain? And she goes, yeah, yeah, sure. A mountain? Mount Kilimanjaro? Yeah, of course. Why not? And I thought that was, uh, she's committed. She's a hundred percent committed, so I I gotta give her credit. I just I, like I want her to back off from ra- like a rational point of view, but for the show, it's yeah. Oh, it's good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> it is good stuff oh, for the God, show. It's so good. <laughs> so they're trying to plan for this potential hike, and because she essentially called his bluff and says, "Yes, I'd love to climb a mountain," he goes, "Oh well." The weather might be bad. I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, it might rain or something. And then she consults her phone immediately, <laughs> right? Right yeah. after he says it, it's like she didn't believe him. And thankfully for him, the phone confirmed the impending weather. So it's, uh, yeah. He was the, probably the, really pr- the, praying to the rain gods in his head. Yeah. <laughs> please, please bring a storm. Yeah, or something. Just get me out of this day, God. The next day... But it's also on him, man. It's also on him. He needs to draw a harder line. To not just put his foot down? Yeah, and I know this is a talk a lot... This subject's talked about a lot with someone saying no. Mm-hmm. And you, when you're in the moment, it is kind of hard to do it. But for someone on a show with somebody making obvious attempts to go out with me and if all these things that i'm doing are not hitting all these baits that i'm leaving around like are like she's not like getting the hint or anything at what point do you like is it on noah to just say no well i think there are so many ways that he can easily bring this up without saying to her hey stop pursuing me i'm not interested in you 
He can ask her if she likes anyone in the house. He can force her hand and maybe as there might be more tactful ways to do that. But I think that it'd be just a quick and dirty way to get her to confess to him. Because I think, and I don't know because I'm inside her head, but I think if he were to ask her, I think she would, if not outright say it, very heavily imply that it's him. And then when that's out in the open, then he can say, okay, this is a confession. And then he can tell her that he doesn't really think of her in that way. So he can do that. And it's also something, look, how many times have we heard that question asked in Tara's house? You know, that wouldn't be at a left field where this is groundbreaking stuff here. He could easily ask that and just put it all out in the open. But you're right, he's not. So I think a part of it is on him. It's like, oh my God, this girl keeps chasing me and I don't really know. Well, you do know. See, and when I was saying that it was a, a subject that is talked about a lot, it was also different, though, when I think the majority of when it comes up, it's with women. Why don't women say no? That I get. You know, it's a little bit harder for them with gender norms and society and everything. The threat of violence. Yes. There are many other things, yeah. Yeah. But with Noah, I don't get that he's backed in a corner in any certain way that if he were to say no... Unless, you know, something off camera, she said, I'm going to kill you if you say no. Like, unless she did something like that. You know, it just seems that would be the most logical path to pursue. But you have people who really don't want to hurt other people's feelings. And while that's not the best way to go about things, because sometimes that comes at the expense of you, of yourself. So maybe that's what it is with him. You know, he's pretty, was he 22? Right? He's 22. That's a hard situation, I think, no matter your gender yeah. or how you identify. And you have people, and that's not even ex- like exclusively an age thing. It might be, hey, I don't want to hurt anyone, so I'm going to, unless they hold me down and say, I like you. And it, unless they scream it in my face, it might be hard for people to take the initiative to say, listen, I know you like me, or however that's phrased. But even to phrase it in a softer way, I think that could be hard for some people. So it's either that, or it could be that he likes the attention. That's yeah, a cynical yeah. take. <laughs> Which I'm going to go with. Gym. Because uh, we need that. Because we need that. Um, so they, so they, they continue to talk, and Mayu tries to make more plans. And she's like, okay, we're, right, we're hungry. Let's get food. And he checks about 20 times to make sure that they're truly out of food. He must open that fridge like three times. He's like, oh, well, I have some ketchup. <laughs> we got I these mean, leftover ketchup packets. I could chug this ketchup. Yeah. So after this, our queen, Santa, comes back in. And she's talking to some of the other house members. And she says that Shohei is into her. They're talking about his attraction to her. And she seems to still think he's okay. She's talked about him before as being, I think she said 15% at home and 150 when he's on stage. And her complaint here is that he's not assertive enough. She spells it out in no uncertain terms that he wish that she wishes he would maybe take more of an initiative to express himself to her. And then they switch back to Noah and Yui. So Noah says, hey, we're going to go to Gunma. And it's like an hour and a half away. And Mayu's there. And she hears this and she's thinking, oh, my God, like he's going to go out this far for her. And he's trying to get out of a hike. It's like not that far with me. So she gets up and leaves because she she's fed up. And I and I understand not wanting to hear that um, yet again. Th- th- this is something that could be very easily solved if she were to confess and he says, no, thank you. Or if he were to take the initiative, as you said. But that's all that happened. And we still get these sorts of weird situations. I didn't even notice that. I didn't even notice like the distance thing, because the hike, yeah, yeah. the, the, the hike the wasn't of. that far away, but <laughs> Gunma is definitely like an hour away. It's far, oh, man. man. It's far. Yeah, that's a major slap. Yeah, yeah. So after this, we get a scene kind of similar to the one earlier on when Mayu and Sena were talking that you really liked, and we get sort of a similar vibe here with another great line from Sena, and this comes when. Mayu says that she might confess. She might confess to Noah, and she says, listen, now, like we were just saying, it'd be good if she were very open and upfront about her feelings, and she kind of figures, look, now is maybe the time. It's now or never. And Sena asks her, she doesn't say, that's dumb, you shouldn't do that. 
But she says, is it the right time right now? And she does it in a way that hopefully makes Mayu think about it. It's so good to have someone like Sena in the house, especially now with the whole thing with the rising tensions between Yui and Mayu. Because she can be the, you know, she is pretty impartial, as we've seen. She's given advice that she thinks will help out both of them without undermining the other one. And this is a perfect example of that. Perfectly also. Yep. So as much as she cautions her against that, we get uh, quite a home date here (laughs) at the end of this episode, don't we? Definitely pulls out all the stops. Hair did, makeup did, everything. And also an open back dress. <laughs> Which I didn't think was really like that yeah, big of a deal. But the hosts out. were freaking out about that. And I was like, okay, I guess it's her back. <laughs> I don't know, man. So like, She's going to swallow him. <laughs> yeah. Which I thought was very appropriate. Because she, I mean, come on. When you're looking like that, you know, you really put that much time and effort into your For parents. For a home date. For a home date, you go grocery shopping, you're going to cook everything, cooking all his favorite dishes, right? But it starts while they're cooking. It gets completely, oh man, it gets so intense. She talks about how scared she gets when she's alone, and she hasn't been alone in the girl's room, and it's so big, and she asks him if he, if he wants to see oh the girl's room. God. Oh my god, I mean, she asks him if he wants to start the fire, and he says, oh, I don't know how, and she goes... <laughs> Well, <laughs> this was just and then he also mentioned like how hot he was getting he's like oh man it's really hot in here guys oh, you know boy. i was really you know? thinking about this look this seemed like to me where it's just like when two people are in a duel like a fencing duel on a mountainside and mayu was definitely just pushing noah to the edge and noah was just like on his back foot like ready to fall rocks and pebbles are like going over the cliff like is he about to fall because he did not know what to do i thought he was gonna cave i'll be honest with you like even though he's really not been into her as we've seen now for the past maybe two-ish episodes the combination of everything i thought he was gonna cave and she's trying to feed him drinks, which was not great because he said a couple times, like, I don't want to drink. And she goes, oh, you're not drinking. Oh, and immediately tries to just pour him some more wine. I'm like, come on, you got to just listen to him, you know. He said no. Come on. So he tries to really get of it by using SpongeBob, which is probably <laughs> the best way to get out of any bad situation because it's such a good show. But she wants to watch it with him. So... They they go in, and then he wants to go start the bath, and apparently it's ready pretty quickly, which we find out later was not true, and he just, he gets out of there. And she's left all alone on the couch with those and plates SpongeBob. of food, watching Spongebob and Patrick and Squidward, and uh, yeah, she's not too happy, and that's where we end on this episode. I do feel bad for her. I do. I'm on the fence. Her approach is terrible, but I do feel yes. bad. For okay, her. <laughs> yeah, I will steal your answer. I will ditto your answer. Okay. <laughs> her approach is terrible. Yeah. You just yeah, I mean, you just want to reach through and just say no. Don't. Just imagine how you know, this could have gone if she just pulled it back like seventy-five percent, probably let off the throttle. Yeah. yeah. Get Maybe to know just to him talk naturally. More a little bit about herself. Yep. You know, have just some natural conversation. He seems to be the type of guy who's into that. Yeah. What's well, this whole thing? Because I think he has a line at the end of this episode of twenty three where he says, "She asks him what kind of person he likes, and he says, woman or anyone, and she says anyone. And he says someone that I can be comfortable with." I thought he was trying to drop another hint that he doesn't really feel that way with her. But I agree. I think he's someone who gets to kind of be easy with. But she's not getting the memo. So we move on to episode 24 now. And uh, we open with a date with Sana and Shohei. So they go out on a date for her birthday. It, it's, it starts out pretty well. They're, you know, they're talking a little bit. He's a bit too much with the compliments i felt like yeah there's a point i mean we've talked about how 
verbose he is, and it's probably because he is a musician and he's a lyricist, so he kind of has to be. But it seemed like every other line was, well, you're beautiful. Well, I used to not really focus on your beauty, but now I'm seeing, indeed, you're really, what do you say you're shining through as a woman? Or I'm seeing your charms as a woman? He said, he said a bunch of stuff. When he started mentioning her aura, I was like, Ugh. I'm out. It did yeah. start off really nice, though. But as the drink started like hitting, uh-huh. his filter just kind of disappeared. And all his yep. shitty comments and compliments just flowed out. And it was just, I was getting uncomfortable. Santa was doing a really good job of just saying, thank you, thank you, thank you. But I don't know a person that would like that constantly during a date when you're just supposed to be just having fun and enjoying some good food and company. I think harping on one aspect of someone's personality is usually never a good idea because there is a massive line between acknowledging a quality that you might like about a person and then really focusing in on that to the point where that's pretty much the only thing that's being discussed. Now, in his mind, I have to say, he thought, well, I already thought she was intriguing and now I'm going to let her know. But she didn't really know the extent of his feelings towards her. Meaning, we heard him talk to Noah and Taka about how he appreciated her as a person. He was very drawn to her. But he did say, again, that he didn't really find her to be the most attractive or that she wasn't his type necessarily, physically. But I think in his mind, he thought, well, okay, I saw her inner beauty first, so I can just compliment her on her aura, as you said. And yeah, she's, I mean, at one point, she feeds him, right? And there, it's, it's you know, you, you kind of don't know where this is going but the drinks were flowing you see him get a bit more red his eyes are getting kind of glossy um so they eventually well they sing happy birthday right she gets a little cake or whatever did you notice though that he made the waitress sing yes that pissed me off yeah yeah i didn't love that either i think for him he thought well it's gonna be everyone singing to my queen Sana. but yeah it's not great I mean, if you want to sing, you can sing. She's like, oh, yeah, you too. Oh, my God. I want to just stab him in the eye with the sparkler. <laughs> yeah. So we still, you know, we, we kind of don't know, you know where this is going. Because as you said, it, it, it got a bit worse as he got more and more drunk. Because the filter was not there. So they're walking out of the restaurant. They make some small talk about the taxi. And then we get, in my opinion, the worst thing I have ever seen in any season of Terrace House. He kind of does this hook thing where he reaches behind her head, pushes her into him, and forces a kiss on her. And that's what it was. It wasn't a bold move. It wasn't an assertive move. It was a dick move. It was entirely too aggressive, and it... it Again, is the worst thing I've ever seen on this show. Yep. Unquestionably. No, I totally agree. There, There's no contest with anything else that's ever happened in this show. We haven't seen Boys and Girls Next Door, but I'm pretty sure this scene will match up to anything in that show. That was... God, if the, the Happy Birthday song didn't piss me off enough, this pushed me over the edge. And him just not being aware. Him having his head so far up his ass that he doesn't realize that she didn't like it maybe not that she didn't like it but that because i think she didn't like it but at the very least i'm trying to think of it as objectively as possible she was confused she didn't know how to feel about it she was uncomfortable which i can also i think we can also say objectively and for him not to recognize that and him to just think that oh you know i'm gonna make this very romantic move and be very manly and take you know my queen away and oh man it there's (laughs) it pissed me off so much i think it's important to talk about this in two parts keep it real simple before and after the after part of course is is a nightmare and we have a lot more to say on that one of the issues though that i was thinking about when i watched it for this episode of tourist house was that even though the date it (laughs) It wasn't a terrible date before this part. I'm sorry, before this point, okay? So I challenge you, Felix, to think about the best first date you've ever been on. Think about when you clicked and you connected, and now think about 
kissing her like that. I don't care how good the date was going. That is never a good idea. I mean, and even not just for a first date, just, I mean, to do that, like, unless, you know, you're consenting adults and you are, you have established boundaries, right? I'm not here to, you know, shame anyone for, you know, what you might like to do in a relationship or in a partnership of any kind. But for a first date or even a second date or even like a third date, why is that the move? Why is that specific action the move? What, where is the... I will tell you where. It's what I said before. I really think Shohei is in his own fantasy where he feels that he's this knight in shining armor. Yeah. And he's saving her from the darkness within her. Like the same shit with Ami. That's a good point. I really think that he just isn't aware at all because it, to me, and I'm pretty sure to you and all of our listeners, because we're not idiots, we can see... And hear from Santa that she was uncomfortable. And you are right. You are totally right with, I'm not here, I'm not going to like give a class on how you should approach a woman because nor am I ever really qualified. But I feel that the right way to go about to approach a kiss, you, you know, some people might be, you might click on a first date. I don't care. Like you said that there's no way on a first date, but I think there might be some exceptions out there. But you kind of like lean in, right? You lean in kind of slowly to, to to gauge how it is and like to see the response of of the your the other person. Yeah, I mean, and you, you, go yes. from there. But I'm pretty sure the fish hook tactic was not the fucking way. And dude, it's even worse because and I don't care if I'm skipping ahead because it's all related. When he was giving his sit rep to the guys in the room he says that they kissed two or three more times in the car so there i was right right at that point i was like okay well maybe santa was just drunk and wanted to you know get a little makeout sesh going no because later he says that because taka i feel i feel like taka was on to it a little bit because he was asking like well did like who initiated it yeah and he's and shohei was just like yeah i did and I'm like, okay, no, never mind. <laughs> it was just definitely him attacking her. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't know how else to put it. <laughs> that's how I took it, man. And that's why it was hard when they came back because they come back. Just to mention this quick, because I, I also want to get into the boys' room and girls' room discussion about it. They come back, and you can tell that her demeanor, it, it's different. She's so reserved, and she's trying to joke around with Taka a little bit, like, "Oh, I haven't seen you in a while." Oh, Mister Fire, because he had the, you know, the fire pl- or Mister Fireplace, because he had the fireplace going. But she, like, she looked back at one point, like she, she just looked scared to me, man. Like, yeah, I, like, I know. I, I'm sorry, and you know, as you said a couple times, you know, we don't, you know, the host, or whatever. But they fucked up. What the hell were they talking about? Like, she had, like, the look of a woman, like, a sultry yes. look. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, like, I had to skip that whole part, like, the second time, you know. Uh, <laughs> how, how how do you get that impression? I don't know. You can't. You can't. It'd be interesting to, you know what, I'm going to put it out there. For anybody listening, please tweet at us. This is not me trying to spread our social media thing i I, i'm I'm genuinely interested please tweet at us at tourist house pod let us know if you thought differently from the scene that we're talking about when when she's in the living room or by the fireplace because i'm with jim i saw it clear as day that she was just not herself she was totally out of it she was confused it looked like she was broken Uh, such a powerful woman to act like that to be broken like that is just astounding to me that nobody, like none of the hosts, none of the other people in the house really saw it. But I, like I said, I think Taka noticed. Taka did notice a little bit. I think so. I, he, yeah. And when I think about the fact that Taka wasn't there, because he does say, I had mentioned that, like the host said, she kind of had like that sultry, you know, glare 
back when she's at the fireplace. But Taka says when they're in the boys room talking about it, he says that she had the look of a woman. And when he said that, I was mad at him and I thought, but then I realized like, well, he, he wasn't there. So he's only going on what he knows. So yes. even if Shohei says I initiated it, he didn't explain like his fish hook tactic. And Sana didn't say explicitly like that was uncomfortable. Like, so Taka really, I mean, unless he was super perceptive, he probably didn't know, at least at that point, that the kiss was not okay. Oh, God, you know what even made it worse? was did you see Shohei he just seems so accomplished yeah yeah he was just so happy yeah like he's and people were like oh where were you guys last night and Shohei was like ah oh, you know you know just a little day I'm, I'm like oh god Shohei god I would have slammed his head to the oh, car door, god. the taxi door oh Jesus Christ so going to the girls room now I really felt bad because when Sana is talking about it, and like you said, I mean, you, you could tell that she was confused, and she says that. She was like, well, I was confused, but I didn't stop it, you know, which is not the same thing as consent, as I think we should all know by now. Anyone who's listening should know that by now. And what really made me sad was when Yui said, oh, I didn't know that things like that happened. But she said it the way that I interpreted that. She looked at it in a romantic sense. Like the way that Shohei is in his mind, right? Because Yui is so young and inexperienced with men and with romantic relationships. I think she looked at it as something almost like she wants that. Like Sena is lucky that something like it happened to her because it's such a romantic. Oh, he took charge. He grabbed, you know, he kissed and I was confused. I think she, yeah, she looked at it in a positive way. And I could tell that Sena was like, mm, it wasn't quite like that. But she didn't say it explicitly. She was giving him a little bit, I guess not to badmouth him in front of the girls or anything. Mm. She did She did say it was manly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which was, uh... Yeah, and it's weird because it's one of those things where you can't define someone's experience for them, right? Like, we have no right to tell Sana, listen, no, that was bad. You should have felt a certain way about it because she's going to feel the way that she feels about it. But we can certainly have an opinion on it. And I'm glad that you called on our listeners to tweet at us, get at us somehow to let us know their thoughts. Because, yeah, because I'm, I'm also curious. I, I'm also really curious about I, that. I, I think I'm like, at that point, I was like, am I crazy? Am I the only one who sees this? Yeah. Yeah. Especially when the hose, like you said, when the hose came on. Tori Chan, for a second, thought maybe she didn't like it. But then she also cites that they continued to make out in the taxi. But that is not at all, like, that That doesn't undo that first kiss. Because if he or did, second, I mean, or the third. Or the, right. Because what if he did the same thing? And what if she's like, shit, I'm in a car with this guy. You know, she, I mean, she probably felt. Like at that point, probably felt actually trapped. She's in a car. What what could she do? You know, is she gonna like tuck and roll out of the tax? You know, like you you just don't know. But I felt like maybe she didn't have a choice. You know, because we don't know because we didn't see it. Okay, so trying to move on from that as much as we possibly can. (laughs) In the boys' room, the conversation shifts to Noah, and he talks about how awkward the home dinner date was with Mayu. And he said that he had lied about his bath being ready. And they're discussing what he should do. And Taka says, well, it would be kind of weird to reject her now, which is what we you know we were saying. And Taka, he, he's, he's a little bit clueless this episode thus far. Again, he wasn't there for that awful kiss, you know, but he's saying you know, she had the look of a woman. So, again, the first time I was just kind of like, uh, not, not really, buddy. But to say this now, it's like, it's so obvious that Mayu isn't to Noah. So if we're talking to say that, you know, no, it wouldn't be bad. It would be good because it could maybe save Mayu some heartache. Yeah. Good job, Taka. Oh, Taka. Yeah. I said I, I you know, I sort of identified with him a little bit, but now I'm trying to, like, distance myself <laughs> Yeah. So in the girls' room, Mayu says, listen, I know I kind of screwed up with Noah. I really didn't get his attention in the way that I wanted to. But she is not deterred, so she's going to keep on trying in her own way. So, uh, oh my god. <laughs> it's kind of bad. 
Uh, next day, we see Yui at lunch with some friends from college, and she says that Noah is, is pretty easy to talk to. And she also, she goes a little bit more in-depth about how she feels in the house in general. And she says that she feels like she can't really talk to anyone in the house. Like, she's not really, like, super close with anyone in the house. But that Noah is the easiest to talk to. So it made me kind of think about how she's been interacting with him. You know, it, is she into him, or is it that she feels like he's the only one that she can connect with on any level, like on, on a level of friendship, on a romantic interest level. You know, this really made me think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Later on, we see Yui and Noah go on their date to Konyaku Park, and it looked oh, fun. Dude, I don't know what this stuff is. I looked it up, and I don't understand still it. still don't know what it is. Like, I know, but I, I guess I'm just <laughs> confused by it a little bit. <laughs> like... Is it like a like a jelly? Like what? What is it? <laughs> I've had it. I like it. Okay, but I can't really tell you what it is either. It's so confusing. Oh my god. Funny thing is, I think you'd really like it. I would love to try it, and I hope to maybe not go to that specific place, or maybe I will. I don't know. You know, I'll be out there for a, for a little while. But it's just, yeah, it's so weird. I'm like, is it like pasta? But then it was like, there's going to be a lot of things that you can't explain. (laughs) I feel, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) there's going to be a lot. And just, you're, but I know you, you'll definitely just take on the challenge. Yeah. Go for it. And I'll try to explain it. Probably not well, but, you know, I'll give it my best shot. (laughs) It's a jelly, like a noodle, but like a pasta. (laughs) And you can make ice cream and you pack it in bags and you win a grand prize or whatever the Spe- fuck they were doing. Speaking of which, that was really cute. Yes. I thought, and and this is evidence of Yui just being herself. She, yeah, she's kind of innocent and, and may seem very inexperienced, which she is very apparent. She doesn't really try to hide it, which is a plus. But her stretching out the bag <laughs> was so cute. Dude, she meant business, man. Oh, my God. She's like, oh, ice cream's on the line? She-Hulk out of that. (laughs) (laughs) But somehow Noah still won. I know. I was like, man, he must have some secret packing skills. And the day went well enough for them to talk about going on a second date, doing something outdoorsy. They mentioned horseback riding. That's definitely a good sign, right? At the end of a date, just talk about a second one right away? Yeah. That's good stuff. how 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 do you feel about the two of them? I... Only because, like, at first glance, I wouldn't... If you showed me all six of these people in the house and you asked me to pair the two up who seemed to be clicking the most, I wouldn't pick them two, honestly. So, in that sense, there's, like, a Shubasa type of vibe. They don't vibe as well. But it does seem like more of a... I don't know, because with, like, the two of them, I thought it was very clear that... Shion was in to, you know, like, Tsubasa totally had his attention. With these two, again, I don't know if it's maybe just, like, they really get along as friends or if there's, like, a romantic thing. Although, I, you know, I kind of hope they end up dating. Yeah, me too. That's pretty good, you know? We haven't seen many sides of Noah yet. No, we haven't. We only seen him, we only seen defensive Noah. Yep. And Cognac Noah. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't seen Noah Noah. Well, he's handled both those things very well, you know? Yeah. He's been dodging yeah. left and right, and he's been packing the cone jacket. So, yeah, he's been pretty good so far. Yeah. 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 I, I, I think that I think they would make a pretty good pair at this Me too. Point. Yeah, for sure. The back home, they talk about the date, and they make all sorts of, again, whatever you make out of that stuff pasta, jelly, etc. And fried chicken. Fried, yeah. <laughs> like, it looked kind of good, but I was like, uh, doesn't it just taste like the ice cream or something? <laughs> like, what, what the hell's going on here with this stuff? It's crazy. So they're at home enjoying the fruits of their labor, and Shohei says that he wants to confess to Sena, right? This is when he asks Yui, I think, about, like, a place to ask a girl to be your girlfriend, right? Yes. I think he wants to confess to her, um... And oh my god, I I I I can't wait to see this because I, I I just like I'm like, did I totally you know misread that awful forced kiss? Is she gonna go yes? Like fine, you know I don't know. So I really have my if eye. If they end on up this. together, I'm quitting the show. Yeah, me too. Both Terrace House and Taurus House. Yeah, it's uh, oh god. You heard it here first. <laughs>
if they get together, we're <laughs> we're done. We're done. Show. Done. I'm finished. In the ladies' room, we see Mayu and Yui kind of butt heads a little bit here. This is the first scene with them where I really felt uncomfortable with just the two of them. I felt like Yui was kind of lording her like her success with Noah over Mayu a little bit in like the most passive aggressive way possible. She wasn't making fun of her saying, "Oh, look, you fucked up and look, I got your man right now." But I still <laughs> felt like there were some times where she was uh just maybe a bit too much. She wasn't reading the situation properly. No. No. She had all the pieces. She knew that Mayu was interested, very interested in Noah. So I I don't know both parties didn't handle this scene very well, in my opinion. No, they didn't. And just when I was about to really hate Yui, because, again, I felt like she she was the worst of the two here. When Sana comes back and Mayu isn't there, Yui totally breaks down crying. And she tells Sana, listen, she wants a friendship with Mayu. But she said, I feel like if I continue to hang out with Noah, and she very obviously has feelings for Noah, I'm not going to be able to talk to her about that. And Sana says, listen, why don't you just go tell her everything that you told me and maybe try to smooth things out. The queen. Yes. The queen has spoken. There's maybe like two sentences and he's like, yeah, you're right. Maybe I should just use my words. And it's so <laughs> smart. And we go to see her do that at the end of this episode, 24. So the final episode of Tourist House for this current episode, 25. I said episode like 20 times, that's okay. So it picks right back up with Yui and Mayu. So Mayu was in the kitchen, and Yui goes in to talk to her and says, listen, uh, I, I want to be able to come to you, basically like what she had just talked to Sana about. And when she said this, I I kind of, my feelings changed quickly because then I, I really felt for Mayu here because I thought, listen, you don't have to be friends with everybody. Of course, yeah. it would be good yes. if you could, especially in a house with five other people. But you're not going to like have like a close, trusted friend in every single house member. Right? Yeah. No, I definitely agree. I, the, even though this is a show that where you're supposed to meet people, form relationships, there's nothing, though, that probably in their contract that says that they really have to. And if, if Yui doesn't, or if Yui doesn't like Mayu, or Mayu doesn't like Yui, they don't have to do this fake friendship. Where's Natsumi, like, for times like this, or just say, like, fake friendship is bullshit <laughs> and a waste of time? Yeah. Yeah. So Mayu seems to echo this, because she says, well, if you were to talk to me about Noah, what what would you want me to say? And that was just such, like, a, like a breath of fresh air. And I think it kind of, like, caught Yui off guard. Because it seems like Yui's inexperience is kind of shining through here. Because I think for her, she just thinks, well, I should be able to do what I want. And if you're my friend, you'll support me. And I don't really care how you feel about it. And Mayu puts her in her place and says, you know, she essentially gets across like, look, I like him too. And I'm not going to like be a cheerleader like, oh, yeah, like. I want you to go on dates with a guy that I really like. And so she, you know, she kind of just tells her straight up. And I think Yui says, oh, okay, well, maybe I won't talk about him as much. And Mayu says, okay. And I'll, I can try to listen, right? Because, you know, they go to lunch the next day, right? Which is nice. Which was good. Yeah. And they talk they about their positions. communication between the two of them. Exactly. And Mayu says, listen, you can try to talk to me, but sometimes I might not want to really talk about it. And you'll just have to say, okay, so we'll switch the topic and that that's pretty much it right finally we get some good stuff from mayu yeah yeah just n nice and easy i think she they don't have to be friends if she doesn't want to you can't force her to do that yeah nor does she have to be a cheerleader this is not some rom-com where there's a happy ending where it's just like oh man my best friend's also interested but you know i i you know that she's my friend so i'll, I'll cheer her on instead no this is real life. This is Terror's house. Yeah. What happens when people stop being fake and start being real? <laughs> when keeping it real goes wrong. Keeping it real goes wrong. Uh, so after the lunch date, we see Yui back at the house and she's talking to Taka a little bit. 
not a whole lot going on here, but she does talk about her first kiss. And it seems like it was <laughs> yeah. a guy who had been into her for way too long and seemed like he forced a kiss on her. And it was out of nowhere. Again, consent seems to be uh, an issue with these three episodes in, this, in both what we're seeing and the stories that people are retelling. And it's it, it, it just sucks, you know? And, uh, and Taka goes, oh, to be young again. And I'm like, man, that could have been a moment for you to say, oh, man, I'm sorry. Like, that was kind of messed up. But yeah. he just, uh, you know, again. Taka he, missed the mark again. Yeah, he, he's fucking up, man. He's kind of fucking up. After this, we see Noah starting to work, so nothing too fascinating there. And we get the first, I think, glimpse of Mayu and Yui actually trying to be friends. And it fails spectacularly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe I it, man. A little bit, I think this is more in Yui's. Oh, yeah. She's fucking up there. <laughs> I didn't, but is it? Okay, hold on. This is interesting. How did you see this? Well... It's on both of them, but I think Yui just fucks up a little more <laughs> than Mayu. Like, they both do I think things. A lot of like, more. Mayu, she, she's very assertive with Yui. She'll ask her, What? Do you have something to say? What? Because Yui will look at Mayu, laugh to herself, look down at her phone, and go about her business. Like, she didn't just do what she did. But it's not okay. It wouldn't piss you off? Yeah. That wouldn't piss you off? No, it would. It's terrible. That's what I'm saying. It's mostly you in this situation, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I don't blame Mayu for pushing the issue a little bit by asking her, what? Do you have something you want to say? What? What? But I'm not blaming her at all because I think think Yui is definitely the, the, the aggressor here. But Mayu does kind of push it a little bit. Like, what? what it, you know? So but that's my thing. I would do the same thing. Yeah. Because they go... Yui goes off with Taka, right? Into the boys' room to talk privately. After the, after Yui and Mayu were both having a conversation and hanging out in the living room together. Of course you would, you would ask about it, right? You would ask about it once. Yeah. But... You would lay off if she just said, oh, we just talked about something or whatever. Like, if you just said, like, it was nothing. You could have just said something really general to not lie. But the way Yui does it is just so extra. And, like, she's like, oh, I have a secret and you don't know. Like, that kind of thing. So, of course, Maya's going to be pissed off. <laughs> I thought I just thought that was a little bit much. And, and the reason why I was asking how you thought about this is I was thinking, is this... You were trying to be friendly? Is this her trying to be friends? Or is she just oblivious? Or do we chalk this up to her inexperience with... This now seems mean. I think this is the dark side that she joked about when she met Sana. Remember that night in the kitchen? Yes. And they're like, oh, Yui has a dark side. She's like, yeah, I do. I think we're seeing a little bit of that. I think maybe she is trying to lord it over Mayu a little bit now. I kind of like it. <laughs> it's entertaining, but it makes me really uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, that's why I like it. See, this is the kind of stuff that I like. Oh, man. It's creepy. Like, it's yes! <laughs> it's like, like for me, a good horror movie. Because I don't like horror movies as a very general rule. But the psychological stuff, like, I'm not a gore guy. Like, uh, I hate blood and stuff but this sort of stuff is creepy like i'd watch a movie where she was the villain and these little like knowing glances like i i have a secret but i'm not gonna tell you right like it's creepy as hell (laughs) i like totally creepy so the next day mayu again tries with noah and he's dodging left and dodging right and he's parrying and I mean, she's still trying, and he says, wow, you really don't give up, do you? And this is the closest that we've seen from Noah with acknowledging her obvious love of him. Infatuation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's that's actually what it is. And she knows that he's calling her out directly, but she, you know, it does not deter her. She keeps on going, man. So at night, Shohei talks about a release party, and he has his record, um... You know, that's just this thing that he does. So, oh, you know, sorry. 
this is when he asks about a place to ask a girl out. I thought that was last episode. Yeah. So I stand corrected. Please hold your angry letters and tweets. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I can get a lot of that. For later on. <laughs> hey, dickhead, you stupid. So <laughs> after he asks about a good place to ask a girl out, we see Noah and Yui. They bond a little bit. They're playing chess, and Mayu comes in and watches them for about five minutes and then uh, leaves because she does not feel welcome. And, again, I do feel bad for her, man. I really do. Like, I get it. Like, I wouldn't just go up and, you know, if people are playing board, you're like, oh, what are you doing? And not talk to them and not try to get involved somehow. But I guess maybe that that was the only obvious thing for her to do here. <laughs> just leave. So Shohei has his concert, and uh, everyone's grooving. It seems okay. I don't like him, so I don't care yeah, about I this concert, like, on a hit. personal level. <laughs> I can give less of a shit now. Yep. I hate City Pop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. I, I, I didn't like either as a genre, but I this time his music was kind of warming up to me, but after this, like, anything he does is just, it's like the opposite of King Midas. It just, like, turns to shit. Like, actual shit. Yeah. Ugh, God, what a, what a fucking sleazeball. He is a, Seriously. He is a sleazeball. What a fucking clown. So at the concert, Mayu's talking again, and Noah dodges again, and it's like, hey, you're still pretty persistent. <laughs> but I'm still not going to say anything, because I'm a wacky, zany guy. So after everyone eats dinner, they decide to go camping. Right? They talk about planning like a big trip to go camping, and this ends with Mayu and Sena doing dishes, and Mayu says, listen, after episodes of... Not being super direct, I'm going to confess to Noah just to clear the air. And if he is not interested, then I'm going to stop. If it actually happens, remains to be seen. But that's where we end with episode 25. How dirty do you feel? <laughs> I don't like it. It's, it's just so disgusting. Good. It's like you need a shower. It was nice seeing Noah and Yui's date. That was really the only like thing that I liked besides Santa being the the word of reason for for the other girls yeah there wasn't really much left. it was just heart wrenching like <laughs> just an awkwardness and a lot of just bad stuff i think with these three episodes yeah yeah i think everyone was either shitty to varying levels or they had something shitty done to them it was kind of like a wet blanket over these three episodes for me when I was watching. I just, <laughs> but they're over now, and hopefully uh, there are brighter days ahead, right? I don't see it going up like in the next couple episodes. If everything that needs to resolve from these episodes in the next episodes, I don't give a shit about any of it. To be honest, <laughs> the only thing I like I said I do care about or remotely care about is. Yui and Noah and seeing where that's going to go. Ugh. I'm done talking about this. <laughs> yeah, I, I have we, to go wash my mouth out this. now. <laughs> yeah, we need to end this. It's bad. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> oh, man. The most reluctant house cleaning ever. <laughs> um, <laughs> to finish up, housework. Please visit welcometothetaurushouse.com. That will link you to our Simplecast website. There you can find our social media links. Uh, just to say it. It's at Tourist House Pod for our Twitter and Facebook. Give us a follow on iTunes, Spotify, whatever your favorite podcast listening apps. And if you want to help us, please, please leave us a review on iTunes. You have no idea how much y'all helped us. We saw your feedback and we enjoy it. No words can express how much we enjoy the, um, your reviews and when we get to hear from you. This is why we do what we do. Last but not least, you can help with the podcast by suggesting to friends. Taurus House is getting popular, ever so popular. So if you're trying to get your friends into it, I feel our show is a really good medium. So you can show them one of our recast clips from Simplecast or just throw them in, like watch these three episodes and then listen to this podcast. I feel like for people who don't have much, many people to talk about the show with, a lot of people find sanctuary with our show. To fill that void. No matter how 
painful it may be sometimes to re- to revisit some of these episodes. <laughs> yes, yeah, definitely. Um, and if you're still listening by now, I'm not kidding about hitting us up. Please uh, hit us up at Tor's House Pod to let us know about that scene with Santa and if you interpreted it somewhat differently than us. So that is it. Jim, spare us. Well said, Felix. Very well done. <laughs> All right, folks, you've just listened to episode 29 of Tourist House, where we've covered episodes 23 through 25 of Terrace House Opening New Doors. Please join us next week for the big 3-0, where we will cover episodes 26 through 28 of Opening New Doors and hopefully have better and brighter things to talk about. (laughs) We're rounding the corner, man. The sun's going to come out. Well, as always, thank you so much for listening. Until next time, this is Jim. This is Felix. Take care, everyone. Peace.